Hallelujah. It is great to relate to God and to have God to be your God. God has dealt with men and with the race of mankind, and He dealt with them in period and in times. One before the law, God dealt with men. He spoke to men. In all that you hear his voice, he spoke to men before the law. And the people he spoke to, we call the patriarch or the, the fathers or the, the fathers, that is, he dealt with them on individual basis, on a family basis. So he will call Abraham, he will call Noah, he will call this one, and God will deal with them. And sometimes the way God relate to them, uh, uh, he relayed and spoke to them, and they heard his voice, and there's one thing that ran through all, and I will tell you what ran through all. Then they came that God gave a law through Moses. He then decided to deal with a nation. And he gave the law to the nation. Instead of a family, instead of an individual, he then dealt with the human, a nation. He chose a nation or a people out of the entire world. Then he gave them laws and rules that he'll be able to deal with them, that when you do, you can be blessed. When you don't do, you'll not be blessed. Then after that, we have what I call the gospel period. Jesus came, and God also have a way of dealing with that generation. When Jesus, after Jesus came, he did not only deal with a nation, he dealt with the entire world. The lamb which was slain in the law was to take away the sins of Israel. But the lamb that was slain, that is Christ Jesus, was to take away the sins of the entire world. So, God will deal with Israel, gives the laws really was not given to the entire world. The law really was given to Israel. Oh, yes. But it's good. <coughs> there are blessings in it. But throughout the way God dealt with man, what is prevalent was that God spoke 
to all of them. Without God speaking, man cannot have relationship with him. So everyone God dealt with, God spoke and the person heard it. He dealt with Israel too. He spoke at a point, Israel said, Moses, he used to speak to Moses alone. <laughs> he told Moses, hey Moses, every time you go there and come and tell us prophet that this is what God has said, we too, we want to hear. Isn't it? Moses said, God, the people say, anytime I come, I meet somebody they don't see. I'll come and say, this is what God has said. Third person. They don't want to, they doesn't want to, they don't want to listen to a third uh, person. They want to have a direct uh, 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 confrontation and hear you. God said, don't worry. Let them uh, sanctify themselves. That is one thing. Let them clean themselves and let them put themselves ready and let them come and stand by the mountain. I'm going to speak to them because if they want to listen to me, I, I will speak to them. Then God, <laughs> God spoke to them. When God came, <laughs> he came with tendering, lightening, before God speak one. <laughs> what will happen? What they see before God's voice comes and in the voice of God. When God, God got to number, God got to number 10. They say, God, Moses, let God stop. You alone. Go and listen to him and come and tell us. The way God speaks to you, by, this, by the time he finished, we are all dead. <laughs> so, at least entire Israel were able to listen and heard God speaking. In all the ways God speaks, he speaks to every race and he has a way of speaking and he expects every race or every human being to be able to understand what he says. In fact, you cannot do something if you haven't heard him saying. And I believe that God will help us. But there's a requirement that is always constant in all the way, whether from the... Uh, 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 before the law or within the law or outside the law, there is one constant requirement and that requirement is obedience. If you are not ready to obey the voice of God, don't expect God to uh, uh, speak. When God speaks, he expects us to do what? To obey and when you obey the voice of God, there is blessing in it. When we read Exodus chapter 15 verse 26, I think we can read it so that uh, uh,
Okay, let me read from 25. So he cried out to the Lord. You know, when the Israelites came out and they went to the wilderness, they were moving then. Uh, they were very thirsty and they wanted water to drink. They cried to Moses and they said, Moses, uh, where you, the journey, we, this is the beginning of the thing. These people were singing nine songs just yesterday and today they are trying to throw, uh, uh, you know, when human beings are in tight corner, they, they change their beliefs, they change their relation with you. Uh, once you feed him, you are a good man. When you stop feeding him, you are a bad man. So Moses, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea. Then they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. And you know, man, after three days, three days without water is very dangerous. So they were at the point of death, and they started struggling. So look at what they told. Now when they came to Mara, they could not drink the waters of Mara, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Mara. Now they came to a place, even though there was water, you cannot drink the water. So the water was so bitter that a thirsty man cannot drink it. And the people complained against Moses, saying, What shall we drink? Moses fix the country. So Moses <laughs> had to find a way of fixing the problem that was happening. They were thirsty and there was water. The resources were there but they could not drink it. So, naturally, they would turn to the leader. It wasn't the leader that caused it, but because you're a leader, they would turn to you. It's you, Moses, who said you heard God. <laughs> we didn't hear him. And it's you who said that you deliver us. And we followed you. Now we are here. We are testing. You said you would do A, B, C, D. So they cried to Moses. When he cast it into the, he cried out to the Lord. When they cried to Moses, Moses did not turn to fight them. But it's a genuine problem which needs to be solved. But he knows that he is not able to solve a problem. So he turned to the one who sent him to lead them. So Moses turned to God who is the source of his solution and cried to God and said, God, he cried out to the Lord and the Lord showed him a tree. The Lord gave him a solution to the problem. Most of the time when we are in trouble, the last person we go to is God. As the leaders, as men, as family, as a father, as a mother, when you get to a point, don't let us leave the equation of God in our life. 
When we get to a tight corner, don't let us throw in the towel and say nothing can be done. No, something can be done. There is a God who can fix all problems. But the way God does it, and the Lord showed him a tree, the Lord did what? The tree was there, but Moses did not know that this tree can heal the waters. Sometimes the answers to our problem, solution to our problem is just around us. It's not outside our family. It's not outside our home. It's not even outside our workplace. It's not outside the nation. It's not outside Africa. It is within. What we need to do is for God to show us. It's just around you. He showed him. The tree was there. The bitterness was there. And the solution was there, but the thing was bitter. So until God came in and showed him, the problem was there. But when God brought revelation, the solution came. When he cast it into the waters, the waters were made what? Sweet. Here was bitter waters. Here is a tree that can make the water sweet. But it should take a human being to take that tree and put it into the water. There are human God intervention and human intervention. We don't just sit down and fold our hands and say the water will become sweet. We have to ask God, God will show us what to do, then we will do it, then we can get the result. I hope you're getting me. It applies to everything in life, every problem in your life. What we need, the answer is there. We need revelation of what to do. Once you know what to do and you do it, it will tend, what is called bitter, will tend to become sweet. The waters were made sweet. There he made a statute and an ordinance for them. And he tested them. And said, if you what? If you what? Say diligently. We are diligent with everything apart from God's word. If you diligently heed, diligently do what? Heed the voice of the Lord your God. You heed what? The voice of the word. Uh, uh, the voice of the Lord your God. One, you must hearken or heed, listen with both ears. Not one ear that it will pass out. Listen very well. If you only you can diligently hear and listen to the word of God I'm preaching to you today. One. And what? 
and do uh, his commandments and keep all his word. If you diligently heed the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight. What is right in the sight of God is what he says you should do. You cannot do what is right and you cannot know what is right for him until he tells you what is right. He does not define his right by how man gives a definition to his right. The right of a man, what man thinks is right, might be wrong with God. So what does God require from us, from his word, from the spoken word, from the logos, from the rima? What does God require from us? It's that when you do, that is called right. We don't define our own what is called right. God defines what is called right. The world does not define what is called right. It's God who defines what is called right. The United Nations is not the one to define what is right, but it's the scriptures that define what is called right for a believer. Even with, excuse me to say, the nation of Ghana does not define what is called right. Parliament does not define what is called right. Neither the court. Because somebody said, the court does not deal with the truth. They deal with the facts, uh, uh, evidence. That's why you need a lawyer. If it's only the truth, you may not need a lawyer. The truth is always the truth. But technically you can be hit, and you are down. God is the one that declares. It's not even the pastor. Pastors are not the one to tell you what is right. It is God's word that tells us what is right. So, you cannot do without knowing that word, which is right. So, what we need in our life is to look for the word of God, study the word, pray, and whenever we are praying, what we are praying is that God, we want to hear the right thing. Ah. Give, if you do what is right in the sight, not in everybody's sight, but in God's sight. Sometimes, everybody may judge you wrong. In the sight of men, you might be a failure, but in the sight of God, you might be a successful person. Because he is the one we have to do with. 
Hebrews says, Hebrews chapter, I think 12. It talks about the one we have to deal with. That let us draw near. Let us get to God. Let us do all this. That we have somebody we deal with. The person we are dealing with. Everything is naked before him. things are naked before him. Whatever everybody is doing, whether you're doing it in your bedroom, whether you're doing it, you've dug a hole and you've entered inside and covered it. Whether wherever you go, whatever you do, they see it. And there is a creature, there is no creature hidden from where? There's no one you see, when we know this, for me, we are not to live to please men. Men can see your action, but God sees what made you act. God looks at, people look at the action, but God looks at what caused the action. So two people can act the same way, but one might be right, one might be wrong. Okay. And there's no creature hidden before his eyes, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. The one I must give account is not to this church. If it's to you, I can do anything and hide it from you. But the one that I have to account to is the one after closing his eyes are after me. You go to the bathroom, his eyes are after you. Go to the washroom, his eyes are after you. Go and sleep. His eyes are after you. When you yourself, you are forgotten where you are lying. He's still looking at you. Have you slept before? You sleep and you, you sleep, you don't know where you are. Some people, you, have, you sleep, you have different kind of dreams. Some, they, they sleep on one very good mattress bed, fine bedroom. By the next time, in their dream, they see themselves sleeping at the... Uh, on a bench somewhere by the lorry station. <laughs> some sleep as outside, some on the street, and they had a dream, they see themselves in their sleep, they think they are, they are in an air-conditioned room. <laughs> it doesn't matter. God looks at us. He sees everything. Everything is naked before him. Let people even put something on you. There are some people who have done nothing, but Evidence are created against them in such a way that they were in prison. But God saw that person. He knew this person is not guilty. The well said the person is guilty, but God says you are not guilty. Rejoice 
when you are being persecuted for good things, continue doing the good thing. Okay, let me go back to my, uh, so that I don't digress, I don't move away. Give ear to what? His commandment. And keep all his word. I will put, you see, you see this one. Give ear to what? And what? And keep all his statutes. You see, the blessings of God to the believer is based on our obedience. If you read Isaiah chapter 1 verse 19, I'll come back to this place. He said, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the fruit of the land. If you are willing and obedient, you shall, not even may, you shall eat the good of the land. For us to enjoy the good of this land, this is the key. It is not a man who can determine you whether you should eat the good of this land or not. Just walk in obedience. God will create a path for you. And you will eat the fruit of that land. Let me go the next, uh, let me go back to my scripture. Give it the commandment and keep all his statutes. I will put none of the disease. I will do what? Put none of what? The disease on you which I have brought on the Egyptians. For I am the Lord who heals what? Healing comes from the obedience. God says that if you walk and obey his scriptures, he will heal your land, he will heal your health, he will heal your marriage, he will heal everything that the enemy wants to destroy. For me, I still believe that there is healing. We are almost moving out of hearing the voice of God and chasing principles of prosperity. The greatest and the number one principle of prosperity is what I read to you. Prosperity does not come unless you take, you go and rob somebody. That one, that's not what I'm talking about. You meet Dampare and his men. I mean obeying God, making it in life, enjoying it, and you will not be afraid of any government that you come and take it. Because what you got, it is God who gave it to you. And no man, no government can take it away from you. You don't need to have friends in high position 
the greatest friend is Jehovah God. You don't need to have connection with anybody. When you are connected to God, he knows how to connect you to men. I think let me If you diligently heed, I love it. The Lord your God will heal your what? Your land. Exodus 19 verse 3 to 6. I love that area. This word comes. Obedient to God's word. Brings a blessing. And Moses went up to God. And the Lord called him from the mountain saying, Thus you shall say to the house of Jacob and tell the children of Israel you have seen what I did to the Egyptians and how I bore you on what? Eagles win and brought you to myself. Wow. He said I put you on the eagle wing. Medoshe aeroplane you. There's a sea. I took you into my plane and I flew with you. I have delivered you. He could not chase you. Now therefore if you will what? Indeed do what? Obey my voice and keep my covenant. The same principle, obedient and keeping. If you <laughs> obey my voice and keep my covenant, then you shall be what? Say, God wants to make you what? Special what? Treasure. To me, above all people. So he want, who knows what a treasure is? What's a treasure? Ladies know it's more than I say. Treasure is everything you treasure, isn't it? <laughs> you, you, just, you just treasure your treasure. You keep and you do everything to protect very precious. You do everything to protect your treasures. F is very precious. The thing is very precious to you. Some of you is gold. Some of you is your, your child. Some of you is your husband. Some of you is your wife. Some of you is your car. You're laughing. When you buy a new car, I will not quote somebody. He said, if you buy a new car, oh, I won't talk about white shirts. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Great. You shall be what? Special treasure. Not only treasure, but what? special treasure to me above all people. Number one, you don't devalue yourself. 
God have an intention of making us special what? Treasure. Not only treasure, but that treasure is very special. If you obey his voice and keep his covenant, this is what happened. Special treasure to me above all people for all the earth is what? Look at what God said. For the, all the earth is what? Is mine. And if you are made special, who on this earth can control you? Who, what on this earth can deny you of whatever? The earth cannot deny you anything. And you shall be what? A kingdom of what? Priest. You shall be a kingdom of what? Priest. I love it. And a holy nation. You shall stand between. The priest will always stand between man and God. And they do sacrifice on behalf of men. They plead on behalf of men. So what you will be a kingdom of priests that wherever you are, because of you, I can redeem those people. Special people, holy people, that whenever judgment is coming, the kingdom, the priest will, 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 will walk through and when the priest come with all his sacrifices and with prayers, God stops. When God the Israelites sinned and they were dying. Aaron, the first priest, you know what he did? He took the sin and incense and he bent it and he ran through and stopped the problem and the death. God can use you to stop evil on earth here. You see, I don't think that we should be fighting. You can't fight this world the way they fight. The whole world has been designed to fit into their, the way they fight. So we must look at the way we can fight to win. And we can fight it by good, doing good things. And as we do the good thing, we rise up to the highest level and they become nothing. God wants to bring you to a place of influence. A kingdom of priests. A holy nation that not nobody can touch. Holy nations are difficult to conquer. But there's a holy God behind the holy nation. I think. And you shall be a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. These are the ways which you shall speak to the children of Israel. People think they can do anything and succeed. It's a lie. 
any preacher who tells you that you can live anyhow and attract God's blessing, he's lying to you. You need to relate to God by faith. And through faith, and let God do your warfare for you. But this world is hostile to God's people. It takes the spirit of God to overcome this hostile world. Arise, Christians. Arise and begin to shine as a light. The only way you can overcome the world is to shine. When you shine, darkness, you don't need to fight back darkness. How many of you know that? Is it when you enter into a room, you can waste your time fighting darkness to live. It won't live. The only way you can drive away darkness is to bring light. When you bring light, you don't need to tell darkness, go. Light will always overcome darkness. And Jesus said, the light came to the world, but the darkness could not overcome that light. And there's no day darkness can overcome light. Even a small light in the midst of dark darkness makes a difference. So as the world moves into the dark abyss, the church, the church is the hope of the world. I saying it again without saying seven. I say the church is the hope of the world. So everything will be done to discredit the church. I always say that many people you know we hear about, I know there are some pastors who are <laughs> also creating problem. I don't know whether they are pastors or they are not. I am not the one who called them. But I'm also telling you there are thousands and millions of pastors who are doing the right thing. It's just that they are not out in the world. The few that are loud are the one we hear. The majority of oh, pastors are chopping people's money. They are getting rich. Do you know how many pastors are in Ghana? Do you know how many of them are suffering? Do you know what they go through? He said, Pastor, do you? Oh, do you? So now, do you know the, what people tell them? 
You have to force yourself not to say. When you are preaching, you don't have to bring those things. It's all self-control. Sometimes you yourself, you are carrying your own problem. And the person will come and bring you his or her own problem too. You have to put yours aside and find out how you can help the person and comfort that person. And when my, my mother died, we were, I was going, I was told we were going that day when I had my mother died. So we took a plane. I got to Kumasi. The moment I got, we got there to the airport, I got down, we were sitting down, waiting for, I think, some, somebody. Then somebody also came there, started crying. Say, my, my uncle is dead. <laughs> Me, my father, my mother, but you, your uncle. <laughs> and the person was really think that every the world should stop f- for her, and I have to stop everything to encourage her. Meanwhile, me, I'm going to bury my mother too. (laughs) I think we should pray for them. There are few who are, or some that are maybe misbehaving. But I'm leaving them to God. I am not God's judge. I'm not a judge. God has made me a judge over. He's a prophet. You must get the prophets and, 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 and talk to them. I say, oh, they know what they are doing. I read the scripture that there's nothing hidden before the eyes of the Lord. I don't know what is pushing them to do that. So I cannot stand up there and judge. I will tell you the truth and I will show you the way so that if somebody show you the wrong way, you will know the right way. I conclude here that what we need, what I read is obedient and keeping the word of the Lord. Whenever you come to church and you hear, or you read the Bible and the God ministers to you, or you go to any place and the word is preached, it is not to excite you, it is for you to obey what is in it. In obeying it, that is where you can eat the fruit of that Word that is spoken to you. I want you to prosper by that word. That was exactly what Abraham did. That is exactly what Moses did. And that is exactly what even Jesus, our is the one who can believe, did. Abraham heard the word of God. Abraham obeyed the word of the Lord. And God bless him. Any one of them God spoke. Anytime they obeyed, they were blessed. Moses heard the word of God. Moses uh, 
obey the word of the Lord. Israel, anytime they obey the word of the Lord, there is victory for them. Anytime they disobey the word of the Lord, God and enemy come and, and make them slaves. Jesus, the Bible said, he obeyed. He became obedient to death. And being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death. Even the death of the cross. He could have said, I won't die. If it's you and me, 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 myself. Ah! At a point, he got to a place. He said, Now, not my will, but thy will. He prayed three times that if it will be possible, take away. If it is possible, take away. To the point that he needed even Peter, John, and James to come and help him in prayer. And they disappointed Jesus. And that is man. He stood in for how man is. Man, if you put your hope in man, he would disappoint you. Moses who said, Peter who said, let us go and die with him. Peter who said, look, Lord, we will die with you. People get excited and they make promises. But when you face the thing, man has the tendency of running away from what he says. So when a man is talking, I look at his face. It doesn't matter whoever the person is. I look at you talking. I say, I trust, I believe you. I know what you are saying now, you believe it. But my trust is in God. If you want to do it through you, bless God. If you are not the one, he will still do it. The person sincerely is saying it from his heart. But you know our heart changes. Sometimes you are excited you want to do something. How many of you have have got that? You are excited. Some of you going to get started promising people. Oh, hey, pastor, I, I will do this for you. You get this excitement. And when the excitement just goes down, then you face the reality. I understand that. God understands that. Peter was like that. At the point Jesus needed his help, he slept. At the time he needed to follow Jesus to the cross, he denied him. Almost all the they ran away. Skate. Who said, we will go and die with you? Hey, don't follow. That's why you don't follow crowd. When the law catches you, everybody.
lesson I'm encouraging you to trust and trust the full of your heart is God. And when you do that, he will never fail you or forsake you. According to Hebrews, God bless you.